0: You are. We thank you for this family, Lord. Every life, every person, every stone, every living stone that you've brought to this house. All part of the living tapestry. Father of this life of your son, the body of Christ. Just a part of the greater body of Christ. Amen. What's that, Jeff? Yep. <laughs> Don't you love Jeffrey? You okay, Ben? I think it was probably, uh, it wasn't too long after Passover, I just kind of injected a little bit of a different view of your expectation of what Pentecost uh, would be. Because we often uh, keep asking for more power. We're always focused on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Even in the book of Acts, many of those that describe it, it's the acts of the Holy Spirit. But what I want to do is I'm asking the Holy Spirit to maybe alter and change uh, our priorities of views. Because obviously the Holy Spirit empowers everything that God does. Everything that He does, hello, He's the power. God speaks it and the Holy Spirit makes it happen. And in turn, the Holy Spirit within us, everything that the Father asks us to do or to walk out, Psalms 139, your story, the Holy Spirit empowers us to walk it out. Because without the Holy Spirit, there is no power. I mean, stop and think about that. You can just, you can almost hear the pause in heaven. Without the Holy Spirit, there is no power. So when the Lord speaks about being accountable for every idle word, Idle words are what? Without power. 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 And so I'm going to start with Acts, and I want you just to really listen to the scriptures, and if you can, try to remove your priority of thinking of when you hear these words. Now, this is going to be uh, the book of Acts, and I'm going to start with verse 7. He says, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. He's speaking about Jesus is now going to leave them for a while, and he won't join them again until he comes to receive his kingdom. So in turn, he's preparing them to set themselves aside for ten days in the upper room. It only ended up with 120, but there were thousands that were invited. I want you to listen to this part, because this part is important. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, saying, Will you at this time restore your kingdom to Israel? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I backed up there. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. But listen, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, all of Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, we've been talking a lot about identity and the things that have been described to us according to the Word. But I want you to try try to allow yourself to take this morning, because the Father was here this morning. You could feel the presence of the Father. And Jesus says that the power would come upon you that you might be witnesses to me. Well, when Jesus came to the earth, who was Jesus the witness to? Witness of the Father. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so can I just present before you, in this season that we find ourselves as the body of Christ, as the return of the Lord Jesus is coming closer, our relationship with with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with one another, with the Father, are all becoming closer. But can can I just offer to you the most important thing that the Father desired at Pentecost? was a deeper relationship with his disciples, with mankind. Because what was the very first evidence, and we still talk about it today, what was the very first evidence when they came down from the upper room, the fire had come upon them, right? They came out filled with the Holy Spirit. What was the first evidence that people saw? Was what? Communication. Communication. For the first time, the disciples could communicate with the Father because Jesus was no longer there. Up until that time, they had always gone through Jesus. What is the Father saying? What is he telling you to do? Because Jesus said, I only speak that which I hear the Father saying. Jesus was the witness on earth. So when the disciples were empowered because the commission of healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons was all part of it, but that followed the most important thing that I really sense now, when we're and and uh, Debbie and or Judy, whoever it was, was saying, "Don't look for the Holy Spirit to come down. The Holy Spirit come out, come alive, be quickened." Because I honestly believe, if the disciples had not had the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, and Jesus had left, they would not in any way be able to be empowered to walk out the life they were called to live. Because they all lived a life of martyrdom. But not just that. How would they have been... Because the Holy Spirit, He does. He reveals what? The will of the Father. So how were they going to know the will of the Father outside of the Holy Spirit? Now, I'm just going to read this one little scripture right here, and this is Matthew. And I believe, listen to this, this is John, verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 23. When you start allowing uh, the Holy Spirit to mess with your theology, it's amazing of what the Lord says in his word. Be in mind, empowered the disciples had the opportunity, they had the now empowerment to communicate with the Father. Now listen, this is Jesus' words, because it's in red, if anybody's wondering. This is John, chapter 16, verse 23. Of course, he's talking about the closure of the age, being Jesus. He says, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. It was essential for the disciples to be empowered with relationship, the ability to communicate with God because the Father is spirit. And the church for 2,000 years wants more power. I want to know him more. I want to become his love. I stop to think about it, because see, I know this is probably messing with your theology. He says, "In that day, you will ask me nothing, because our relationship—and that was something that Norm was profoundly changed in." When we read the scripture that Jesus says, I have to leave you for a while, but I'm going to leave you my spirit. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And he will lead and guide you in all truth. That's why Jesus can can say, don't ask me anything. Because now, most surely I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Are you a son, Kyle? Would you go through your sister to get to your dad? You'd go right to your dad, wouldn't you? And without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to understand or communicate with the Father. That's why it's called the heavenly language. Because this guy right here, your mind is enmity of anything that God wants to do. So in turn, you'll have conflict in how you pray. But when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in your prayer language that most people, many people try to say is demonic, is the way that God can communicate with you to him and back to you and to himself without anything obstructing what he wants to say. Now think about this, the model prayer, right? And uh, that's what Matthew 6.10. Jesus' disciples said, well, how do we pray? Oh, the Son of God Jesus. No. He says, Our Father, my Father, who art in heaven. There's no veil, there's no separation. The mediator is Christ once and for all. And the Holy Spirit, the spirits inside of you. And when you yield to the presence of the Holy Spirit, made up of spirit, soul, and body, when this enmity, this mind gets out of the way in your theology and the idea that I want to be able to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out demons, because then I can say, I'm truly filled with the Spirit of God. No, when we're truly filled with the Spirit of God, we can be as Jesus spoke, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We'll be able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. That's the fullness of Pentecost. God can... (laughs) He can use anything He desires to show Himself as who he is and the evidence of his creation and the things that he desires to do. But you and only you can be a witness that he is. When Jesus was on the earth, did he ever point to himself? Always pointed to the Father. Well, if you and I don't know the Father as Jesus knew the Father, then how are we going to point to the Father? Bless you in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. And see, that's the thing that I've been so um, overwhelmed with, amazed with, of our expectations and how so many look for Pentecost, all these particular experiences that the church for 2,000 years has trained us to look for. But what's so wonderful is, is that the songs that were chosen, the atmosphere that was created here this morning, it was the Holy Spirit allowing us to feel, to sense, to see the presence of the Father. And see, what's so wonderful is we continue to grow in these places, The little bit of a ring, ben, grow in these places in our relationship with the Father. Because so many of us... <laughs> have a hard time. Well, I'll I'll never be like Jesus. I won't be able to see what the Father's doing and do what he's asked me to do. Well, the book of John, Jesus says, Father, as you sent me into the world, I send them. I ask you not to take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. And Jesus was the first of many... Brethren, Church of the Firstborn. That means there's more. And even Jesus, it will go back to the red. Be ye perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Without the Spirit of God, without the refiner's fire, without the Holy Spirit, you yielding to those places, when that little conviction comes and the other guy's on the other shoulder. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. It won't hurt anybody. Nobody will know. (laughs) No, the Holy Spirit brings that conviction. And because of your relationship, it says have communion, co-union with the Holy Spirit. Beloved, to fulfill the Scriptures in our destiny without a true relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will just continue to do religion. And that's a form of religion that the Word says that denies without the power. Power. I love you. Happy Father's Day. Bye, (laughs) Brian. Happy Father's Day. And so, my encouragement to you, obviously the last two weeks is the Holy Spirit, friend, or foe. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Jesus. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the three in one. You can't separate the Holy Spirit. And I'll I'll, I'll take some of Jesus. The, the Holy Spirit stuff. Now, you know, they pull their bobby pins out and their hair comes out and they start rolling on the floor. I don't think so. No, no, I'll, I'll take Jesus. Yeah, that's His his Word. He's the one that wrote the Word. The Word made, became flesh. Yeah, I, you know, the Word was and is. But that... Speaking in tongue stuff, I, eh, it's from the devil. Mm-hmm. We'll never see Jesus in his fullness without that communion, that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. That's why Jesus said, ask of me anything, but you're asking the Father in my name. You're not coming to me. I'm no idol. The Father is the one who answers prayer. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, Jesus just says, Daddy. And I've always viewed it, you know, because we have all these expressions that he's so far off. But I've always had this view that the Father is seated on the throne, which is in our heart, and Jesus at his right hand. And because Jesus experienced everything that you and I have experienced and more, come on, we think we've had a difficult life. Jesus suffered more than you'll ever consider suffering. Abandoned. Something to think about it. He was an illegitimate child in his day. He's the talk of the town. Oh, sure. He's the son of God. And his father had relations with Mary before they were married. But then what takes place is the father begins to reveal himself in such a way that then Jesus, seated at the right hand of the father in your heart, And Jesus is saying, Dad, look what Sean's going through. I was there. You were there. But let me tell you how it feels. That's why he sent his son. father has emotions. He cries. He laughs. He even gets angry. But Jesus is that one that we can in Jesus' name. And then we say, Father, you know the the Goliath that's in my life this week. And so then Jesus says, Okay, we were there with David, Dad. Remember that? I, I was there. So, Dad, let me tell you what that what that feels like in the emotions. Let me express to you the agony and the anguish. And the hopelessness that overtakes. But I know by the Holy Spirit and by the ministering angels, the minute that David made the decision, the moment that I made the decision in the garden, Father, not my will, but thine be done, the minute that Sean said, I can't do this anymore, I don't have the ability to do this any longer, I can't take anymore and you sent ministering angels and the power of the Holy Ghost in his weakness, in all of our weaknesses, this is where we, they, I, became strong. And so, as you begin to read the scriptures, and you can surely go to Acts chapter 1 and read the experience of Pentecost, because it's not really defined. And, and, uh, in great description. But if you look at it through relationship, it opens up in volumes. Because we as Christians, well, we want to get everybody saved, born again, born from above. But you know what? You've got to have the evidence of speaking in tongues or it's not legitimate. You're not really, not really spirit-filled. You're not really born again. we begin to see that this whole born-again experience and the infilling of the Holy Spirit just awakens the spiritual man to an ability to say, Oh, my Father. Wow. I've used this example before. When Paul was on the road of Damascus, if you read the scriptures, it wasn't just falling off of his horse. It wasn't just being blind. It was the voice of Jesus that penetrated him. And I think that that's what caused him to walk all the days of his life. I will judge no man after the flesh. Only Christ crucified. Because Paul could hear him say, Saul, Saul why are you persecuting me? And that had to just go to the very core, the very depth of Saul. And that's something that you never forget. And so as we now move forward in the things that um, the Holy Spirit will begin to woo you into relationships, so don't be, yeah, don't be afraid. You know, we have Passover, and it's you know the seven days, and then we have that time after that usually lasts a couple of three weeks, maybe a month or two, the work of the cross and the resurrection. And then we come to Pentecost, and it's only one day. But the experience carries on. Yeah. If you desire a deeper relationship with the Father. Right. Yeah. Saying, okay, I've always thought this is about the Pentecost, about the Holy Spirit. It is. Because without relationship with the Holy Spirit, you'll never see the Father. But the purpose of the Holy Spirit is that you might know him. Yes. Because if Jesus can say, you did all these things, but I never knew you, depart from me, you, who does the sin of iniquity. I want to know the Father, all of the aspects Because over the years, it's like the example that I gave you here we don't have to go through anyone to come into relationship with the Father except Jesus and the holy Spirit he will your heart's desire that I want to know the Father anybody not have the greatest earthly father don't raise your hand don't you guys raise your don't you don't you be raising your dads here heavenly father even with uh, Lloyd looking for his DNA and he did the DNA search and stuff but also, we've been grafted in to the family of God and now the DNA and the blood that's in us they can do all the testing they want all the saliva and all that kind of stuff and you are no longer citizens of this world your citizenship is in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly realm. And we walk out that which is necessary because we walk on two levels, two planes. And as Jesus did, he had to fulfill his earthly experience, but yet never separated from his relationship with the Father and the fulfillment that was written concerning him. Amen. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this might add a little bit something to your day. When you're going through the scriptures and or when you're praying, our Father who art in heaven. Oh, wait a minute. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, I'm talking to Daddy. Yeah. Thy kingdom come, my will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Whoa, you're listening to me, Dad. I got, I got, this, I got this direct line to you. <laughs> Forgiving my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. But leave me not, Father into temptation. can you imagine they just changed the writing by one person saying that that terminology was, was wrong? Anybody see that in the news? Online, did you dial the right Help us Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I got a direct. I don't even have to dial. Did you dial the right I can think <laughs> it. <laughs> but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name." And then what happens? He'll ask, he'll grant whatever you ask because you've asked in my name. That's the relationship that we're moving into, folks. Sons and daughters of the king in reality and experience, not just ethereal, not just out there in the by and by. Well, when I reach that mansion in heaven, I'll be able to see the Father. Why would you want to wait? Why would you want to wait? You don't have to die to see him. Oh, <laughs> come on! You don't have to die to see him. We went over to uh, pray for Bonnie the other day, and her heart's just so tender to the Lord. And so I said, "Can we pray for you?" Because she needs she's going in for surgery. So we're asking the Lord to either remove it, however He chooses to reveal Himself. So I put my hand on her, and just immediately. I said, Bonnie, can you feel that? Can you feel the presence of the Lord? She says, yeah, I can. That's how quick the Father comes. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Father, I ask this morning that you would grant the Holy Spirit to grant us the ability to have a greater relationship, an intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, not a glob of fog, not just the air that we see the evidence of. No, I'm talking about an intimate relationship with the person of your Holy Spirit. And Jesus, you said your words, I must leave you for a while, but I am going to leave you my Holy Spirit, and he will lead you and guide you in all truth, which means we then, Father, I ask the increase of the spiritual, the spiritual gifts of eyes to see and ears to hear, and if you choose to give us the authority, excuse me, if you choose to give us the occasions to release the authority of healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out demons, then praise God. Praise you, Father. But, but I want to know you. And would you grant the Holy Spirit, Father, in that intimate relationship that we come to know your son Jesus in a more intimate way and that, Father, that he, as your firstborn son, the first of many sons and daughters to be born and have been born in that intimate relationship with you. And in one another. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, Chris. Amen. That's what I like to hear. Amen. 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 Sing it, amen. Amen. amen, 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 hallelujah, amen. Won't you sing it, amen, amen? you love the ring to that hallelujah